0: This is the 19th season of Bass Talk Live. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Strike King Lures, Aftco, Pro Guy Batteries, X-Zone Lures, Shoreline Boat and RV Repair, Spro, Gamakatsu, Big Bite Baits, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, beat down outdoors and sunlight
1: btl coming at you
0: good morning and welcome to another second edition of btl bass talk live where we're going to talk about bass fishing it is november 27th which is hard to believe uh thanksgiving has come and gone hopefully everybody had a lovely thanksgiving got to go spend time with their friends and family uh i ventured to Illinois to spend time with both sets of my aunts and uncles. I didn't get to see my uncle from New Orleans. Uh, he was doing stuff in New Orleans. But uh, if you know, if you follow BTL, you know that I have a love affair with gas stations and I experienced a new gas station on the way back just outside of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Wally's, uh, which is uh, which will give Bucky's a run for its money. It's more of a, uh, think of like Christmas vacation 1980s, probably about a hundred gas pumps. I did an Instagram story on it, but I was very intrigued with Wally's. It definitely won in the popcorn, uh, in the popcorn category and the scone category, but I still give Bucky's the edge in the brisket category and the take home frozen foods category. So I might have to have Matt Stefan on. Uh, to debate that, or uh, Dave Mercer on to debate that. We did a thing about Bucky's, but anyway, today, big day in, uh, well, in the land of internet, it's uh Cyber Monday, which I guess is where all the deals are online on Monday. So a lot of stuff going on in the fishing industry. Therefore, we have uh, we have a good show today. Uh, or we're going to start out with uh, Pete Schumacher from Pro Guide Batteries. He's going to talk about some deals, but then also it is uh, kind of that holiday season, he has a connection to St. Jude, which, uh, as if you know, I'm very passionate about, uh, St. Jude just visited St. Jude with a, uh, with a bunch of other guys, uh, Adam Bartuzek from the crappie chronicles, uh, fat cat, uh, Newton, and then Gretchen set it all up. Uh, So we're going to talk to Pate about that. He has a connection with ProGuide. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to get a BTL favorite. Justin Lucas is going to jump on the show. And I think it's interesting because, you know, there's been a lot in the industry, a lot of uh, videos, a lot of YouTube videos, podcasts about, you know, what is what is a professional angler now? And one of the things that Jacob Wheeler said when he was on last month was that it's all about a brand now and it's all about creating a brand and that these anglers at the top are realizing that it's not just about tournament fishing and results which it never has been Hank even talked about this Hank Parker when we had him on 2 weeks ago but it's all about creating a brand and the guys who actually could probably just fish and make a good living like the Jacob Wheelers and the Justin Lucas they're the guys who are working the hardest to create a brand so uh we're going to get Justin Lucas on to talk a little bit about that but uh for now let's bring in Pate, Pate, thanks for jumping on BTL. Greatly appreciated.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, happy to be here and uh, happy Cyber Monday.
0: It is. Is that a big, uh, is that big for you guys in the battery market for Cyber Monday at all? Like, I mean, I would imagine that's got to be like a, you ship a bunch of batteries everywhere, but aren't there all sorts of rules and regulations and all that on what you can and can't ship across the country and international with batteries? It's got to be a nightmare.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of regulations and rules so no Cyber Monday's uh you know, hey, we're all, we're all here for it but uh we're not we're not betting our uh, Christmas future on it by any means. What way. are you
0: buying on Cyber Monday? Are you an online shopper?
1: Gosh, no, I'm not. I I uh I get all the you know, we're inundated with ads these days, right? So I I you know, I may I may pick up something, I don't know, but there's nothing that I'm eyeing. So
0: All right, for those of you who don't uh recognize uh pate he's he's kind of the man behind ProGuide batteries he is stepping in right now matt looney who has been on the show i think three times over the past two years and has really kind of educated not only me but a lot of the btl listeners on what batteries go where and why and why when you turn things on certain things work and i was calling him a couple weeks ago i had ran my i thought i had my batteries plugged in pate but i only had them plugged in on like from the outlet to the boat. And then the Ooh, the key yeah. part is the outlet to the wall outlet, which provides power. Anyway, so I called him. He he got me figured and I said, Hey, you want to jump on and talk about some of the stuff that's going on with ProGuide? And he's like, Man, he's like, I uh, I'm still running the Pro Staff. I'm still doing a bunch of stuff with social media, but but uh Pate, hey, you're kind of kind of running that aspect of ProGuide now.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, so so ProGuide Batteries is uh is a part of our uh, company, we've been a, a battery distributor, battery retailer since 1980. So, uh, we've been selling batteries into this game a long time. Uh, my father started Pro Guide Batteries, um, and we've been a part of the the regional fishing industry for you know nearly 40 years. And um, with 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 lithium coming on, we did a bunch of testing. We did a bunch of figure out what was going to be the best solution for anglers. So. Uh, I kind of stepped in and started doing some testing, working with different factories, figuring out, uh, you know, what's going to be the best product. So kind of took uh, the next step forward in our brand and the product that we were offering. We what was the- offered? Go ahead.
0: Sorry, i was just say, when was the first time you heard of lithium batteries in the boat? Because I remember covering mm. the Elite series when there was a couple guys that were like, hey, I've got this system. I've got these batteries. Are so yeah. much lighter. It's lithium, but yeah. like in you're yeah. in the battery game. Like, when was the first time? Like, kind of that marine lithium came to your attention.
1: It was probably um, it was probably 2000. Uh, well, I remember specifically we were we were at Basscat and Dad and I were there to see Rick and uh, having a conversation. This was this was years ago, and I remember he had a. Uh, a prototype in one of one of the boats there and uh, we looked at it i remember we first started looking at it in 2013 or 14 and we started testing product and i actually had a one of the memories pop up had a Had a boat in the in the shop up here with a 55 gallon drum and a troll motor running uh in it just to see how long one would just last and that was 2015 when we really first started testing uh, different uh, different chemistries, uh, cell types, and uh, manufacturers.
0: And then ProGuy Lithium's debuted, I want to say, in 2020, 2019, yeah. 2020. Ooh, I got the year right. I knew I was within three mm-hmm. years. Either way, mm-hmm. I shouldn't second-guess myself. So you guys worked on that yeah, for, yeah. for five years before you went to market with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we had the actual the product that you see today, the 31M100, which was our flagship battery uh, that we released there in 2020. Uh, We had that battery in the field for over two years testing before we actually launched it.
0: Okay, so you had like your pro staff guys, like, did Pete Winters have one in his boat there at Table Rock? I'm just guessing Mm -hmm. on that. I just fished it. Yeah, 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 dude, that guy is a legend. If you guys want to go out on on Bull Shoals, Table Rock, any of those stuff and have a great day on the water, Pete Winters, guy's been around for 30, 40 years, guiding legend in that part of the country. He's the man. But he had one of those, so then you put him in those guy's boat and said, "Run the mm-hmm. heck out of this! Let us know what happens."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had another local guy, <clears throat> and uh, 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 he ran a set for uh, about three years. And he called me and he said, "Hey, man, I don't know. They're kind of, I kind of feel like they're slowing down a little bit." And you know, I was like, "Okay, well, you know, three years. Let's let's bring him in. Let's see what's going on." And um, we brought him in, charged him. Uh, went through a dis- discharge cycle with them and they had lost three percent capacity uh so they'd lost three percent in and just under three years so we've we've been really happy with the results uh you know of the of the product in the actual boat and uh, what kind of cycle life those things are given
0: uh i should have done this in the pre pre uh show meeting so matt hooked me up with the uh ProGuide power app is that Is that like out for the public available yet? Because I can like log on. Look at that. I can log on and see like what all my lithiums and stuff are doing.
1: Yeah. So it's on limited SKUs. It's not on every, it's not on every battery, but it is on, it is on the 150 amp hour, the uh, 12 volt. It's on the 36 volt 50. It's on the 24 volt 72, the 50, the smaller 50 amp hour, the cube style. Okay. 24 amp hour for like the kayaks. Yes, sir.
0: All right, is that a big market, the kayak market that's coming on? It, it seems like more and more kayaks are Yeah, are, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 15-inch, 20-inch screens on them now.
1: It's in, it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of love in that market for sure. Yeah. And stuff.
0: and then we're also seeing it go into ice fishing, which I assume would be the same battery mm-hmm. ice fishing that you use for the kayak cuz you got to lug the thing across the ice or have it in the kayak and have it pretty small.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the ice got the ice fishing guys are using that like 9 to 24 amp hour. a lot of like a lot of customized systems that you see like portable uh forward-facing sonar setups uh to kind of there's really not a standalone setup and that's the same thing with kayaks yeah. like what we've seen is we expected you know to take these smaller just run electronics and we go to shows and guys walk up and they're like where's the biggest one you have that's the one we want and it's like oh okay sweet uh, here's uh here's the 150 amp hour and they go great and that's what they use <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> blowing my mind
0: huh all right uh, trend wise <laughs> And like I said, I'm hitting you with this question cold. So you mm-hmm. go to ICAST every year, you start seeing yep. certain trends. We had uh, trolling motor wars for a while, where everyone was coming out with their own brand yeah. of, of trolling motors, and they all had, you know, the pool, the tub, and everyone would say, like, how fast my trolling motor is, and it's quiet and yeah. it doesn't have, it's yeah. brushless. And all. then we had, uh, well, the cooler wars is kind of what kicked it off, where you'd go to ICAST, oh, yeah. and there'd be 8 million different types of coolers, and everyone had it. Well, now, I mean, I, I'm fairly confident saying we're at a lithium battery war right now. We are. There yeah. seems like there are so many different types, and everyone says they have the different. Is that something that you're well aware of? And oh, is yeah. that yeah. is that a massively growing market? Is the lithium battery category amongst uh, amongst recreational and bass fishermen? And how do you kind of navigate that?
1: Yeah, I think I think um, it's definitely like you said. There's a I don't know that i'd call it a war it's just uh we're in that early phase of the that adoption cycle where you got a lot of people that are interested in learning about it you have a lot of people that um can uh read about it you know it's i think it's a confluence of technology from a battery side but also just the internet and then the other piece that, that probably drives um the biggest part of this is you know what batteries are batteries are dirty and heavy right and they're hard to lug around. Nobody wants to put one in their car. Well, with a lithium battery, um, people are shipping them. And, and uh, that, I think, kind of that um, direct-to-consumer model is a really big deal. And, um, you know, I think that you're going to see brands come and go. Uh, you're you're going to see some brands really solidify themselves. Uh, I think you'll continue to see your traditional uh, battery guy do what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's a you know I don't think it's gonna be the end-all be-all uh, and I think there's just continued progress to be made in the battery chemistry overall uh, you know whether it's lithium iron phosphate it's not going to be the, f- the final say-so so there's all kinds of stuff happening and it's just it's much more fluid than what the battery industry has been for the last 40 years 50 years uh, so that that makes it fun honestly it's just like figuring out new stuff and pushing the limits and seeing what you can come up with.
0: Has there always been a constant like growth in the battery game? Or is it like you I mean, is it is this like kind of a new frontier when the lithiums came out that all the companies were like, all right, we gotta get chemists and scientists and people in and figure out how to do this new thing, or was that kind of the same transition from like your standard would it let's see if I if Matt Looney taught me right from your standard right, like right, right. lead lead acids to the AGMs yep. and then AGMs to the lithiums was there that still kind of transition period from the lead acids mm-hmm. to the AGMs or everybody was like oh we got to figure out this AGM deal is that a fair yeah. question I don't even know yeah, if that's yeah, the right yeah, no, if that's no, the no. right it is, question
1: it is yeah totally totally um the the adoption to AGM <clears throat> was pretty slow um I think you're gonna see more AGM batteries sold now. <clears throat> and more people use them. Now that lithium's here, it's kind of the good, better best scenario, right? It's like uh, when it was just was just flooded and lead acid, you're, it's just one conversation, I've got to double the price. And then when people see good, better best, they go, well, I don't know if I want to jump to lithium. So AGM's a good option, and yeah. it's a fantastic option. So um, <clears throat> but lithium has definitely um, drove, I think it's accelerated quicker than what AGM's adoption was for sure. Um, but I still think, you know, for the number of ads, uh, the number of ads to batteries sold still doesn't equate, doesn't line out. (laughs) Uh, there's still way more lead acid and AGM batteries out there than, than lithium. But, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of brands out there. It's like, oh, well, lead acid, you don't want to mess with that anymore. And from our perspective, we want to offer what the customer wants and what they need. And there's, there's a lot of anglers out there that just, You know, lithium is just, it's not, it's not totally necessary. So we want to be able to offer what the customer is looking for. I don't want to pressure them into buying some super expensive thing that they don't frankly think about all that often. But we also know there's a lot of guys that know exactly what they want. We want to offer that as well.
0: And then there's guys like me who are a mixture. I want to run AGM for some of my mm-hmm. applications yeah. and lithium for other applications. And then once I get comfortable with how well the lithiums have performed, then I might switch over to the lithium cranking that they just came out with. But you've got some guys that are early adopters and not all right. One more battery question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we'll we'll move on here. Uh Reds fishing's asking it. Tyler Duncans fishing it. Obviously the cost of lithiums is high. You can see lithium's out there from on Amazon from below three hundred dollars to all the way up over a mm-hmm. thousand. Uh, I think this is a good question What the heck is the difference between Because cost is obviously the biggest thing on it I can't see many people be like Man I'm going to drop three grand on batteries That I've used to spending two hundred a battery on But what's the difference between one of those Sub three hundred dollar Lithium batteries And uh, a premium top of the line lithium battery In as much layman terms as you can go
1: Yeah You know I think that's. I could give you a probably a twenty five minute answer on that. That's I think, I figured, yeah. I think the simplest way to say it is that um, when you're buying any product, whether you're buying a, a Yeti cooler or a, a bass cat boat or mm-hmm. whatever, you're you're obviously looking at the product, but then you also are looking at what's the service model behind it. Who are the people behind it? how long have they been doing this um so that's not going to equate for the 300 to the whatever dollar gap but that peace of mind is worth is worth something and that service has a price unfortunately i wish i wish we could just um i could tell you that i can't I can't even get anywhere close to what what you see on amazon uh <laughs> at times <laughs> uh, but um uh, we we know where the market is, and we feel really comfortable with the with the specifications and features. To to give you like the thirty second reasoning why mm-hmm. internal structure is very important, the actual quality of the BMS is very important. What the BMS can handle is super important. The certifications, all those little all those little logos and things on the front of the battery and the, and, and that nobody looks at or reads, um, those are very expensive. And to actually ship legally and to do all the things legally and ethically. Those have to be um, done. Those tests have to be um, paid for and approved. And I can I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that my products will pass all those tests and do all those things that uh, legally they're supposed to do. So it it really comes into a judgment thing. And and I think the easiest thing to say is it's, it comes down to who 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 stands behind the product. So it's that's a it's a hard one to answer though.
0: No, that's, I I realized after I asked that, that would be like saying, well, what makes one rod $30 and another rod $500? And then you've got a master rodsman who's like, well, what, what, which component deal do I want (laughs) to go into to explain this? That's a whole show in and of itself. So, uh, yeah.
1: All right. uh, No, it, it definitely can be.
0: Pro Guy Batteries, longtime sponsor of uh btl bass talk live uh great relationship with, with them i run them in my uh bass cat in the opens have never had a single issue with the pro guide and i don't even have to knock on wood around here because regardless when you ask about have you ever had but bo- it's like the co-angler who gets in looks back and goes, you ever had motor issues And you just look at him, guy, and not answer that question (laughs) until after today. Uh, But uh, 100% confidence in them. So uh, Matt Looney did send me. Let's see if I can pull this up. You guys do have some uh, PGL fall sales going on. Those actually go through, I believe, the end of the year. Yep. We Mm -hmm. have those pulled up. And I will say, I want to give BTL listeners a lot of credit. Uh, From what I have seen and from the feedback that I've gotten from Pro Guide. This is how a partnership or a sponsorship is supposed to work. You guys have supported uh Pro guide and put them in a lot of your boats who listen to this show uh with, with great success. So massive shout out to the BTL family uh for taking those Matt those. I mean they're not that thrilling to be honest with you, but they're so educational. The Matt Looney shows where he starts going into all the different ways the batteries work. But anyway, yeah. if you guys are looking in, into getting into some new batteries for the 2024 season, now is a good time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you, can yeah, you walk through the
0: sales here? I'll sh- pull this up right Yeah, now.
1: yeah, yeah. So, so we've got uh three batteries that are on sale through the end of the year. So the 24 M50 is a uh, is a group size 24. So these are all 12 volt models. Uh The first two is a, is a group 24, 12 volt, 50 amp hour that's going to be a comparison to your standard, any kind of standard flooded battery, uh, from a, from 160 to a 225 minute group 27, uh, group 31 flooded battery, the 24 m 75, again, group 24, 12 volts, 75 amp hour. You're going to be comparing to like a, like a standard 31 AGM. Okay. Okay. So your your capacity wise, you're going to be very similar. And then the 24M75ST is the Group 24 starting battery. Uh, that does meet all mercury requirements uh, for the date that they've published. Uh, so each of these are on sale right now through the end of the year. And, uh, you know, one of those things where it's just it's just like anything in life, You everybody wants the biggest. So we, when we released our core models, the 50 and the 75, I really figured that those would be uh some of the best movers a little bit lower price uh apples to apples is going to give you a a really strong comparison and what your runtime looks like but then also going to just five to seven times more cycle life so uh turns out everybody just wants the big one and uh that's that's awesome i love it uh but i've got some i got some inventory to move and uh so we got a sale going on and to piggyback this sale uh we actually As of today, to all to all retail to all dealers, uh, we're actually lowering pricing across the board. So not just a sale, but like all pricing is coming down. Uh, Like for the thirty and one hundred specifically, it's going to come down from eight ninety nine to seven ninety nine, and all the uh, all the entire lithium line is The six volt is dropping. The twenty four volt, the one fifty, the new starting battery, all that's coming down. So we do have a sale going on, but then in addition to that, we are just lowering pricing overall.
0: Awesome. And that is uh pro And on the mm-hmm. batteries, if you, you can find where your, uh, where your nearest dealer is, you can ask questions on that. Uh, mm-hmm. You can contact, you could register your batteries. There's tech support on that website, the yep. whole nine yards. Uh, Anything else battery wise before we touch on St Jude and I let you get back to to business? I know the day after a holiday is a busy day. Probably uh, in the it's all good.
1: No, I'm happy to be here. Uh, battery wise, um, no, I think uh, I think that covers it. All
0: right. Um, I did not know that your family had been personally touched by St. Jude earlier this year mm-hmm. with Adam Bartuzik and the Crappie Chronicles. We went up to uh, Minnesota to do a fundraiser for the St. Jude Bass Classic. And I contacted Matt and I said, hey, is there any way that you think uh, ProGuide could give a hundred dollar gift certificate uh, that we could uh, raffle off at this at Erd? And, and he came back and said, not only would we do that, we can do a five hundred dollar gift certificate. So we went up there uh, and. Uh, we we raffled it off. We raised over uh four thousand dollars for Saint Jude just from that uh one event pro guide. Some of the other BTL sponsors, the Crappie Chronicle sponsors all donated a lot. Uh but but Matt texted me and he's like, you know, Pate and his family are are connected to St. Jude, like they've actually benefited. And I said, no, yeah. I didn't know that. So I yeah. haven't actually talked to, with you about this in person. Are you cool? Like kind of sharing your story yeah. and how St. Jude has kind of impacted your family?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, in March of 22, my, uh, he's now four, uh, four-year-old son, Truman, uh, was diagnosed with leukemia, uh, B cell, ALL that's what it's technically called, uh, went through, had a, had a was had a, Couple months of just kind of random sicknesses and just kind of strange. We are actually on vacation. He got really sick, and we actually were in the um, hospital down at Gulf Shores and airlifted him to St. Louis. Uh, he was diagnosed with uh, leukemia there, and uh, we were we were sitting there, kind of just in the the fog of it all, just like, holy cow, this is you know, this is a lot. And I had a really good friend. Uh, he's now a friend. He actually just sold us insurance corporately and had for a number of years. And he calls me. Uh, I'd only told a number of people. And he calls me out of the blue. And uh, his, his son had, uh, had lymphoma. And he said, Hey, he's like, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you that you need to go to St. Jude's. And anyway, we were in a whirlwind of trying to figure out what was going on. So. Uh we did. We decided, uh it was a very difficult decision to leave one hospital's care to go to another, you know, another another ambulance ride um uh, for Mr. Truman. Uh but we did. So we got to we got to St. Jude's and the only way that I can really explain it is we were in three different hospitals in about the 10 day window. And um, there's a lot of really good medical care in this country. Uh, but St. Jude's is just a complete Uh, Next level and the amount of care and compassion that they give your children um, They give the parents the support. It's absolutely um, insane We were we were pushed to go to St. Jude just because of the um, medical um, The level in which St. Jude's medical team is Um, our doctor uh, Truman's doctor, Dr. Pui uh, is the world-leading uh, <laughs> physician when it comes to uh, childhood leukemia like the world's leading expert literally and uh, that is truman's doctor and uh, it's just a really really incredible uh scenario uh there's just so many there's so many stories of how amazing that facility is that organization um i'll give you an example this was this was uh april we were only been there a couple days, and the war in the Ukraine had broke out, right? You know, Russia's invaded. It's all a wild time. You know, I'm not really watching the news. You know, we're in a hospital room. And uh, we get we get word, it kind of went through the hospital, that um, St. Jude is bringing patients from the Ukraine over. And come to find out that St. Jude's had flown private jets all the way to Kiev. I'm not exactly sure. And pulled every child that had cancer in Ukraine that they could medically move, and brought them to Memphis, Tennessee wow. at the break of that war. Yeah, yeah. just 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 incredible. So um, to say that they have an impact is just the I, there are no words. So St. Jude's is a, is a, important to my family, but just uh, you, you take it for granted when you see all those ads on TV. But uh, they are they are changing people's lives every day
0: and you guys were at the Memphis facility?
1: Yes, yes, we were.
0: Yeah, that's wild. You you kind of go through those gates and the way I explained it was I didn't want I wasn't excited to go there, but then you walk in and it's such a positive calming vibe like with the lighting and mm-hmm. there's so much hope in it. Yeah. It's not it doesn't feel like I expected sterile hospital and obviously mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some portions of that hospital that you don't ever want to see that are sterile at hospital like but as far as the outside and then they took us into that research building I'm sure where Mm -hmm. Dr. Pui worked and you walk in and you go through and they take us in and there's like that big sculpt weird sculpture in there and then there's like that abs and then you look up and it's like six stories of all glass on the side and there's like that those are the scientists like that's where they're developing research and 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 cures and testing and it's cool because they don't have any doors it's like a glass window and each floor is a different focus but there's no like offices like it's one and you like it's literally like lab coats and smart smart doctors on computers and stuff and you're like holy cow this is where it's like this is where this stuff is actually going down so what's what's uh uh what's truman's kind of status now like where do you guys yeah. stand?
1: yeah so so with leukemia it's uh there's you know yeah uh, again i didn't know what i didn't know uh but leukemia is a pretty long treatment plan um it's traditionally about two and a half years um so we added on uh and again you could, i could talk about this for a long time but essentially uh, it's about a two and a half year treatment so he is in the third the final phase, which is the longest phase, the third phase is 120 weeks, and I think we've got about 57, 60 uh, ish weeks left. We should finish around January, uh, January of 25 is when he should be done. So he is he is in remission, um, but with because it's a blood cancer and it's in the bone mm-hmm. marrow, it's a constant. Uh, he gets treatment every week. Uh, we give him actually chemo at, at home at night. Uh, it's just kind of a kind of a one but you know he's a four-year-old little boy that's got uh more joy and passion than than a lot of kids because he's seen some he's seen some hard days. So he likes the good days.
0: So, wow. Yeah. I have a, uh, uh, a second, I only have four cousins, so I'm pretty fairly, I don't talk to him as much as I should. My mom's always yelling at you got to call your cousins more, but, but one of my cousins had a little girl and she was diagnosed with leukemia when she was three as well. And Mm. was in Cincinnati. So went to Cincinnati children's hospital, but uh, went through that whole process. And I remember how scary that was just being removed from it, but having a family member and now she's 12 Mm -hmm. and she's a Swifty who play soccer and all sports and <laughs> sorts of sports. And obviously has to go in every year to get checked, but, uh, mm-hmm. doesn't even remember the process and is happy and healthy. So hopefully absolutely, you're on that absolutely. same path there. Babe. We are.
1: Yeah. Yes, we are.
0: All right. Well, that's a, like I said, I've gotten three or four BTL listeners too, who are like, Hey, I have a, a child who's been affected. I've gotten a call from people in Oklahoma who are like, I have a, a kid or a, uh, a relative so just something that drives me yeah. home all right uh anything else you want to get in here before i let you go i greatly appreciate you uh jumping on btl talking a little bit uh about batteries and then also sharing your story
1: yeah absolutely no i, I appreciate the opportunity to, to come in here and chat about the sale talk about st jude's it's, it's good stuff hopefully i i filled those matt looney shoes it's probably tough to do
0: no you did hey uh are we headed towards another
1: chiefs eagles super bowl i don't know man i don't know i'm not i'm a am it's I'm a pretty big Chiefs fan, so I mean it's uh,
0: kinda I, looking Chiefs Eagles again, isn't it?
1: It very well could. And I'm you know what, I'm kinda superstitious, so I'm glad we lost in the regular season.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, kind of makes you kinda makes me feel like you know you can't can't beat a good team twice, right? So
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just last night for the first time I watched that uh Kelsey documentary.
1: Yeah, I've not uh, seen it.
0: Yeah, if you wouldn't like it because it's pretty Eagles heavy. I'm I'm Well, sure. I'm, I'm a I'm a Bucks fan now because that's where Baker is, and I'm an OU grad, so I, I always got to root for Baker. But uh, well, we've also got Jalen, who's technically an Alabama guy, but he played for OU for a year too. So yeah, uh, and then after watching that,
1: I would consider him an Oklahoma guy. You
0: know, yeah, he got easy. he got a good year in. We got yeah, three yeah. now. We got Kyler, Baker, and Jalen all starting. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, all right. I appreciate it, Pete. Thank right. you for jumping on. Have a uh, have a good morning. All
1: right, we'll see. you. Thanks, Matt. Right. See ya.
0: All right, that was Paige Schumacher from uh, ProGuide Batteries. Like I said, his grandpa started, his dad took it over. They've done batteries for the last 40 years. So if you guys are in the market, check out ProGuide. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, one of the top guys in the game, a friend of BTL, the one and only Justin Lucas. I would be interested to see if if Justin had the balls to do his own his own Thanksgiving. Like I, I, he just doesn't strike me as a guy. You can handle a Turkey and the sides and the, like, I think he's kind of a one trick pony with the stakes. So I'd be interested to see on how he handled uh, the Thanksgiving festivities, but it's BTL on cyber Monday. We'll be back right after this.
2: The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up with the angler design function and performance in mind. Nothing on this new offering was compromised and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96-inch wide-body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry-leading design coupled with tournament-winning performance, the Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the
1: rush.
0: All right, guys, if you're a construction worker, soccer dad, soccer mom, you want to be outdoors. You've seen the Reaper. This right here is the Zip Up Full Reaper, but it's windproof, folks, windproof. And it actually has the mask built in. It's behind me. I mean, if you can look good feel good and stay warm, you better check it out. It's the Zip Up Reaper. That's right, windproof. Shoreline Boat and RV. Dock rash. Storm damage. Collision repair. That deep scratch or gouge from trying to access that secret creek. Shoreline Boat and RV can get your prized possession back in mint condition and looking good on the water fast. All repairs are done in-house, so they're able to get your boat or RV back to brand new quickly. All Shoreline's work comes with a rock-solid warranty. Find out more at ShorelineBoatAndRV.com, Kansas City, Austin, and Tulsa. All right, we are back, BTL, on a Monday. There's Justin Lucas. Go horizontal with your phone, Justin. My bad. bad. It's all good. You know better than that.
2: I don't know better than that. You don't have me on enough to know better than
0: that. Oh, that's not true. Uh, You're probably (laughs) the fifth most often on guest on BTL.
2: I feel like it's been a while, though, dude. It, It
0: definitely has been a while. What do you do for the Thanksgiving thing? Are you like the patriarch yet where you're like in charge of doing all the Thanksgiving stuff? Or do you just like load the family up and go somewhere else? Shirk all responsibility of Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, we, I did a lot of loading up this year and going other places. I did not cook, uh, actually anything. I haven't been cooking that much, man. I don't know. It's, uh, not that I was burned out on it, but I think I was putting on some weight eating, eating like I was. So I, I had to get a, a little off season, uh, get in shape a little bit this off season, cool it on some of the cooking, at least some of the heavy eating.
0: I was too, man. I like looked in the mirror on the side one time and I was like, "Ooh, that that chin is not looking as strong as it used to. What did you do? Did you actually like diet? Did you do the deal? Because I started doing I'm like uh, 90 percent of the time I'm like two cups of coffee until afternoon and then I'll do one piece of meat and then I won't eat after eight.
2: I like that. So you're doing some intermittent fasting, it sounds like.
0: Uh, Yeah, but I mean, I'm not like die hard on it. Like, oh, I was home and I made like an omelet in the morning. But like 90% of the time, like I won't eat until noon today.
2: I'm still, so I'm still eating a lot. Uh, I would say I'm still eating quite a bit. I'm trying to get like 160 grams of protein a day. I was up to 176 and a half pounds and now I'm down to 167. So I'm down like nine pounds, dude. I feel really good. But the main thing, uh, believe it or not, and I'm not sponsored by Garmin, so this isn't a plug for Garmin, but I got this Garmin watch and just being able to really track your activity, your total calories burned, your total expenditure through the day, and then not eating over that has been huge. So that's been the deal.
0: Aren't you a bring stuff in Tupperware containers guy on the water?
2: I will eat like avocados, cottage cheese, uh, hard boiled eggs, some nuts, banana. Yes, yeah. You
0: I'll you bring all like the healthy stuff.
2: I try to. I mean, of course, dude. Sometimes you just got to go with what you can get at a gas station, and that's going to be some jerky or whatever nuts. But uh, I try, dude. I try to eat healthy. But you know, you've been doing this now. You are traveling, and it is hard mm-hmm. when you are on the road uh, trying to eat healthy, man. It's it's really tough.
0: Uh I kind of preface the first part of the show of bringing you in. And right now there's a lot of YouTube channels and podcasts and everyone out there that's talking about a lot of different stuff across the board and, and, the biggest uh there's a lot of gripes about it, but what I have seen is kind of a theme where some of the, there's a theme about creating a brand, right? Am I wrong about this and how less, how it's not so much about your strict on the water performance now, but it's everything that you do around it that encapsulates the brand that provides value for these companies that are moving, shaking, shifting, growing, shrinking. Uh, and, And I've noticed, and Wheeler is the one who explicitly pointed this out, uh was it's not just so much on the water performance anymore and then i noticed it seems like the guys who could actually survive with their on the water performance are the guys who are hustling the hardest off of the water to grow their brand around their on the water performance and you kind of seem like one of those guys justin is that a fair assessment
2: i think it's fair man i try i really i i got too involved in stuff um my politics I got too involved in stuff back in 2019, just getting on an angler board and things I shouldn't have been doing. I got off of that. I focused on fishing. Um, You know, I had a good conversation with my boss at Phoenix Boats, Teresa Johnson. She's amazing. Of course, Gary's my boss too. Teresa is awesome. And she told me, I remember her telling me, you know, as long as your fishing's good, you know, things are going to be fine for you. And so I got off that board. And ever since 2020, heavy hitters in 2020 at uh, Toho when Jordan Lee won, dude, I've just been focused on having fun, uh, not getting caught up in the drama. I'm trying to stay out of it as much as possible, and just focus on fishing and fishing well, and continuing to do social media. I'm not nearly as good at it as it, good at, at it as a lot of these guys, um, but I try and do you know I try and do my part. I try and do what I'm capable of. But I also, I love spending time with my family. And that's mm-hmm. a thing for me in the off season is spending time with my family. Uh, you know, I'm gone for my kids a lot. People ask like, you know, what's the hardest part about this job? There's really nothing hard about this job, in my opinion. Like going fishing for 14 hours is not hard. I don't think uh, the travelings, you know, the actual traveling, I don't think anything is hard. It's the best job in the world. I'm incredibly lucky to do it um but the only hard part is just being gone from family at this point in my life like that is really tough when you come back and your kids are doing something different than they you know weren't doing before you left or they're saying new words or just learning whatever and you're not there and you miss some of that man that's that's the really hard part so my focus has turned to totally shift on quality family time in the off season obviously keeping up with fishing and uh you know social media and staying relevant and all of that um but you know i i i gotta you know i gotta just stay out of all the stuff man there's way too much drama so much negativity out there and i i've watched some of it and i'm just like gosh man it's so the negativity is not it's not for me man i i like i like positivity now and i'm trying to focus on that.
0: Uh, Cooper, right? Because I follow you on uh Instagram.
2: First fish on this show, dude.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I I remember he did.
2: Yeah, go ahead. He
0: did catch his first fish, wasn't it? You were live and then he started yelling and you were like, hold on, this is his first cast to catch ever.
2: I think it was a yellow perch at Lake Champlain.
0: Oh, I need to go back and pull that clip. Yeah, it was awesome. A- anyway, talking to you uh, off, off camera, just in life and stuff, like you... He loves fishing.
2: He's ate up with it, dude. Uh, we we take him quite a bit. You know, we go down to the water, uh, even if it's just off the bank or a dock, whatever. But we, we definitely try and get him out there as much as possible. And he asked for it. It's not something mm-hmm. I'm forcing him to do. And he fishes off the bank or a dock. You know, we do that more than going on the boat. Um, but he is totally ate up with it. I think he's going to have that in him. If, it, if the path stays like this, my other son, his name is Decker. He just turned two. Cooper just turned six. But Decker, if it's got anything to do with sports or ball or, you know, anything like that, he's all about it. So I think I've got two different – totally different kids, one that loves the outdoors, yeah. one going to be an athlete based off what we're seeing so far. But he's only two. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to go play for OU and be a quarterback. But he might – you never, you never know. know.
0: He could make a good life decision. Are, is, your, <laughs> is your wife and her family athletic? Because your family is ridiculously athletic. Don't you have a brother who was like an MMA fighter and then another brother that did something crazy? And then, you, I mean, you're probably no. the most unathletic out of the three of them.
2: Yeah, no, my youngest brother is most, most unathletic. He was the golfer. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, golfer. Not,
2: no, that's yeah, ex- he's not insane athletic. I could smash him though, dude he but he's not golfing anymore he's he started a business out in arizona and he's running that my middle brother he was an army ranger and then right. it's um like um what would you call it kind of amateur mma fighting after he got out of the service so he is a bad dude i i quit messing with him when he was about 14 he got into wrestling and that was the end of that so he he but yeah my side of the family pretty athletic you know nothing crazy Bree side of the family. Not really athletic, uh, I would say, but...
0: Okay, Decker, so Decker has an uphill climb.
2: He's got an uphill climb, <laughs> but, you know. I did oh. like baseball and basketball. I love playing baseball and basketball, and I but I quit those when I was 14. I remember telling my uh, basketball coach going into sophomore year in high school, I was going to be starting point guard or whatever. And uh, I went and met with him in his office mm-hmm. and told him I was going to quit so I could focus on fishing and... He was trying to talk me back into, man. You're gonna be starting on JV. Are you sure that's the decision you want to make? I'm like, hundred percent, dude. My dad's five six. The future's not looking so bright for me. So,
0: can you talk about the smallmouth that you posted? Because that looked absolutely insane. Yeah. What was the deal with those? Like that's. It seems like you've done some like serious fishing during this off season. Like some intentional fishing, not just like, "Hey, I'm out here at the lake." Like you've done a couple trips. You focus on a couple stuff. You've worked on some techniques. Yeah,
2: I definitely have been working on techniques. Forward facing sonar, obviously. uh, You know the drill with that. So I want to continue to get better at it. I feel like I've embraced it. uh, Mm -hmm. Point, but not to its full potential. So I have to make sure that I'm continuing to get better with that. And I've tried to make trips that are, uh, like I went to Lake Shatou with tackle warehouse in September. Amazing time out there. I'm not going to say the lake, just like, I I don't know if people saw my, I hate
0: that. I don't want to burn anything.
2: Yeah. I don't want to say the lake I went to for smallmouth. If people do their own research like I did, they can, they can find out. But, um, you know, I, I went out to that lake, uh, with a friend from Texas, really good friend of mine from Fort worth. And he had somebody take his truck and boat up there and I flew out and we went fishing and it, it was just an amazing time. Uh, no cell service for basically three days and just got to learn so much about forward facing sonar, even for me, you know, as much as I've been using it things I didn't know and just getting better at tracking the fish and understanding what bigger fish look like and, what fish will bite? What fish won't? So, and then I've just been spending a lot of time on Gunnersville when I get free time, you know. And, and Gunnersville's coming back, man. This lake is, it's been an impressive fall out here. There hasn't been many falls that I can remember where, you know, uh, 17, 18 pounds would normally be a really good bag. And we're going out there catching eight, 17, 18 pounds like
1: mm-hmm.
2: pretty easily, dude. Uh, I know there was a tournament the other day, it took 30 pounds to win. So, oh, wow. Yeah, the weights out here have been really good. And, you know, even just going out and having fun, targeting spotted bass on purpose, you know, mm-hmm. and really nice spotted bass uh, using forward facing sonar. So, dude, just having a good time, enjoying every chance I get to get on the water uh, and trying to learn during those times. And then when I'm not on the water, uh, just trying to spend time with family. So, call that up.
0: So, you're going on Gunnersville specifically targeting spots, I assume around the bluffs on the lower and all that stuff, doing the spotted bass thing, going, hey, I know that I could catch a 25- to 30-pound bag, but this is what's going to benefit me come next year and the BPT schedule. So I'm going out, and I'm going to try to catch spotted bass on Gunnersville.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to just go out and try and catch them all day, but if I get in an area where I'm like, start seeing some on the ground when there's spots, it's like, well, let's see what we can do here. And then you end up catching some three and three quarter, almost four pound spots. Oh, like, so
0: they're like legit in there now.
2: Dude, it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they've always been here because I've heard from people, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, four, I've got a four or five pound spot there before. But some people don't even know, you know, they'll catch a largemouth and say it's a spot sometimes. Yeah, oh. <laughs> but uh, from what I've seen, I've lived here since 2010 now. So quite a while. And what I've seen the past couple years on spots they just seem to be fatter and more prevalent than ever before uh and you are just catching them dude you'll catch them mixed in with largemouth and then you can catch them you know grouped up together it's pretty cool
0: have you done that whole damiki thing that everyone's smoking them on out there and have been since the summer is that like a big is everyone out there with a spinning rod and a little shad bait on gunnersville now
2: i haven't done that much i've messed with the hover rig I've started messing with that a little bit and it's a, it's a fish catcher trying to learn that. Uh, And then just trying to learn, you know, what baits we have at Berkeley that I can use uh, in forward facing sonar. That's been a big thing for me. We have some new stuff coming, been using some prototype baits over at Smith Lake uh, that were really cool. And so, yeah, just have, uh, you know, just doing a little bit of the binky rigging stuff, but mixing in some new stuff and, Trying to get ahead of the curve don't want to be behind it don't want to be chasing what's going on you know in the past wait so is
0: there stuff that's going on now that hasn't been you don't have to say what it is obviously but obviously uh, the hover strolling damiki thing is the hottest thing that's going on right now it's what's exploding is there something already that some of these that you guys are figuring out now that we're going to be like oh you can do that too to catch a That's going to be exposed in 24 because let's face it, if it's a tournament technique on the BPT or Elite Series, it's going to be exposed because of how many like how much live coverage there is unless there's stuff, isn't there? I could tell based on the look on your face, you're thinking of something right now that there's like 20 people doing on Earth, aren't you?
2: I mean, dude, there you are right about the hottest technique right now, all that deal. Um,
0: but there's something after this that's got to be I, some sort of hybrid of this Demiki Stroll, and Hover Rig thing, isn't it?
2: I don't know about – there's some new stuff coming from Berkeley I can't talk about uh, that has potential to be something really, really cool from what I've seen so far. Uh, but – That's all I can say. And then other than that, just trying to fine tune and tweak and learn uh, how certain baits act in the water, why certain baits are better than others, uh, fall rate, all that different kind of stuff. So just trying to really kind of hone in on the stuff that does work and tweak it to, you know, something that I might think. It was really cool, dude. The other day I was sitting on the couch, I'm like, I wonder if this would work. And I literally came out here to my shop out here rigging stuff up to th- this morning, but I came out here, rigged it up, went out the next day, and got—excuse <clears throat> me—got one almost six.
0: Right, show it to us.
2: A four and a half and a four on this thing I had thought about, and I'm like, that's cool. That's is it tied that's, on right I, there. What's that?
0: Is it tied on right there on those uh, rods next to you?
2: It is tied on, but there's no way I'm going to show you, Matt.
0: <laughs> you show just show us a little bit. There's no. like there's like six people watching. No one listens to no. this show, Justin. <laughs>
2: no chance i know what it,
0: there's of, like three people on right now
2: i know how many views you end up getting i'm not showing it dude
0: is it uh is it off the wall or is it just a tweak on the standard
2: it's not off the wall it's just kind of a tweak on the standard but it is does it uh,
0: involve a blade
2: no no blade. doesn't
0: involve a blade does it involve a abstract weight
2: In, uh, it involves a nail weight let's put it that way
0: that's an abstract
2: weight all right
0: yeah the nail Ab- weight abstract. thing. Is endless possibilities on a nail weight. Yeah. Look, so. at least Jody White, Bassmaster Open Champ Jody White says he really appreciates the effort. He's one of the three that
2: are. I mean, he'll get a picture of it at some point next year. So, you know, there's that. He'll see it.
0: Uh oh, I wanted to talk to you about this before I let you go. You fished the Table Rock Championship, right? The Toyota yep. series on Table Rock. All right. So I talked to Jeremy Lawyer. I think he's cool with me saying this about this tournament. He knows table rock. You obviously table rock suits your style. I just he was sitting there. We were all drinking a beer. And he's like, he's like, I took off on the first board and I'm like boat 170. He's like, I'm driving down the middle of the lake. He goes, there's a hundred damn boats just sitting out in the middle, and it's all 20-year-old guys looking down live scoping. Did you experience that on Table Rock, too, where you were like, what the heck are all these guys doing out here? Because the average age of Toyotas now, and well, you saw the Elite Series, the average age is like 25 out of the top 10, but all these Toyota guys for all year, it's like, oh, here's another 23-year-old that I haven't heard of. Did you notice that at the championship on Table Rock? Just the abstract nature of the lack of patternability, I guess?
2: Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, it, I don't even know what to say. Fishing is so different uh than it was 5, 6 years ago. Um but I'm not trying to I'm not trying to let that uh affect me. Like I I was fired up being in the bag line, having a decent tournament. You know, I finished 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was fired up being in the bag line seeing these young guys around me and obviously they're really really good with it. And there's some great young guys coming up, man. It's exciting to see. Um, But I think, you know, you and I talked about this the other day. Um, I think it's just really going to be on the leagues, Bass and MLF, in my opinion, you know, uh, to schedule tournaments. that I I just think scheduling is going to be so critical moving forward, not only for viewership, for fans, um, but also to keep the playing field, you know, as level as possible where it, you know, we know forward facing sonar can catch fish in super shallow Mm -hmm. water, but let's make it difficult enough for them that the shallow water guys can possibly pound Mm -hmm. them uh, that week. If, you know, if they can't figure out a little deal uh, off the bank with forward facing. So I'm all about scheduling moving forward. If I have any part or any say in anything lately, that's it. I just think things super important. And I want, I still, you know, I still appreciate uh, just because I'm 37 now, dude, I look around that bag line and they're all really young guys and I know what every one of them's doing. So I still appreciate and just have a lot of respect for the guys that came up before forward facing sonar, uh, you know, the guys that are older than me that I really looked up to, um, you know, and I, I just like that real well-rounded fisherman, you know, it's it's how I grew up. And so I'm not saying like my style specifically, but I love watching Bobby Lane flip. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: hey, you're going to get to do that this year.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just whoever, great hackney yeah, too. yeah. 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 Great hack swim a jig in a foot of water. Uh, you know, whatever it is, Chris Lane throwing top water, uh, just all that kind of, I say Bobby and Chris, cause they're friends of mine, but you know, I appreciate all that stuff and I have a ton of respect for that. And I have respect for the forward facing game too. Uh, it's just a different animal. And so I, I have to be well-rounded at it. Uh, but I want to be able to still go out there and throw buzz bait, have fun doing that, be able to flip. And I enjoy flipping. That's probably one of my favorite ways to catch fish is just flipping wood or flipping toolies, whatever, you know. Um, so I think scheduling is going to be huge. I just want to see a good make sure of stuff on everyone's schedule. Uh, for the fans' sake, too, because I've been reading all the comments and I know how brutal – Some of this can be to watch online.
0: He kind of beat around the bush there. I know we've had a scheduling talk. Are you willing to go on record with what type of schedule you think would be would really behoove MLF and the Bass Pro Tour, especially moving forward in the next three to five years? Because after I got off the phone with you, I literally was like, you're right. That's what they need to do. That is the schedule that needs to happen that will bring eyeballs to this league and this format.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just think at, at the end of the day, I, I'm i not a decision maker for anything. Right, you got like,
0: out of that in 2020. This is just me and you talk. What you said on the phone made so much sense. I literally I, got off the phone and went, yeah, that's what they need to do, no doubt.
2: I mean, I can just voice my opinion, right? And I can read people's comments and try to help things, try to make things better. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. So yeah, I think that scheduling for Major League Fishing specifically, they need to look at I would love to see them tell me uh, that, hey, we're looking at every lake that has a slot limit. Lake Fork, obviously, is a big player. It always has been for catchway and release. Uh, Del Hollow is going to be an amazing tournament. I've mm-hmm. never there, but I just hear so much good things over the years about it. Big slot limit there on the smallmouth. So they're going to be a player in our event. Super exciting. But I want to hear them tell me that uh, that they're looking for those you know slot lakes and that they're looking for
0: uh oh justin got a call he'll be back he's back
2: yeah there we go i got a phone call sorry about that um slot lakes yeah but those slot lakes and then the sharon harris uh lake jordan ten thousand acres
0: or less something that you can put 50 boats on
2: yeah all this stuff where you can't have a hundred boat tournament uh let's focus on that right let's let's go to those kind of places and i know i know well, it all, you know, if you're a local guy on any of these lakes, you always hate to see the big tournaments come into town. So I I feel for those people at the same time, right? I understand, like, man, we don't want our lake being shown off. But if major league, you know, there's a lot of people that have jobs at major league fishing. And if, you know, they're going to stick around and and be relevant and all this, I feel like they have to, you know, embrace that niche that they have that they can go to these slot limit lakes or the smaller bodies of water and go put on a great show and tell a story that's never been told before because that's a great thing about when you go to a new body of water uh it doesn't really matter if forward facing is going to play or not in my opinion you want to know the quality of fish that live mm-hmm. in the lake and how a tournament gets won there period and so cho and river i think is yeah that's awesome. a great one too yeah Cho and river is going to be awesome dale hollow is going to be awesome I'm really excited for the James River. Uh, you know, we haven't had a professional tournament there. I don't know when the last time there's been one. So I think that's going to be a great one. So we've got three good ones next year on the schedule. But and Toledo, Ben, you know, I think we have a good schedule next year. I, I really do for the BBT. But I want to see a focus moving forward that, hey, we know four tournaments a year. We need to focus on these special either size bodies of water or slot limit bodies of water
0: and i think they've had great success there obviously they hit it at a kind of an odd time of the year but what is that louisiana when the bc break ones and that where we saw awesome. those 12 to 14 pound fish where you know every time they set the hook you didn't didn't randy catch like a 13 or something and there was like three fish for 35 pounds like i think that that is a niche that you can't have any competition in because you're taking the top anglers you're going to have the smaller field starting in 2025 you're going to guarantee fresh new stuff and look at how successful it has been on that sharon harris and those three kind of lakes there from the first time in the carolinas i just talked to so many fishes at all the time and he said they're still catching 30 pound bags out of there uh and and that it hasn't really affected those fisheries much but there's A 100 fisheries across the country that are like that that would suit you guys that would be fresh and new that would highlight new techniques new bodies of water and completely separate you from the comparison to the elite series
2: i think if if uh you know if major league fishing is going to thrive and uh and do well they have to embrace that i want to see us go to venice louisiana Mm -hmm. ivy uh you know because you guys uh, could
0: take out of Venice then and then actually fish where the bass are in Venice for seven or eight hours instead of two and a half.
2: Hey, you wouldn't have to run with a radar. That's what I'm on. saying, yeah. You don't have a radar on your boat and you don't have to run two and a half for three hours or whatever they yep. do. that classic, that one uh,
0: time. Chuck wants to know the difference that a slot limit makes when it's catch, weigh, and release. That I mean, you can catch, weigh, and release anything. It doesn't matter what the slot is because you're catching, weighing, and releasing it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, a lot of people uh, don't know Lake Fork has a huge slot limit. And that's why, you know, typical tournaments there, they're targeting fish under two pounds mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I think it's 15 inches or 16 inches. They're targeting those fish and trying to get one big one. And, uh, you know, but that's part of what makes Fork so special is those fish from 16 to 24 inches or whatever can't can't be kept in a boat. And same thing at Del Hollow with the smallmouth. So. Uh, there's a, there's quite a few lakes throughout the country. I, I obviously I'm, I'm biased, but I would love to see us go out west. Maybe if the gas prices will stay down and things you know turn around and get better here in a couple of years, we can do that. So many great spotted bass places, and and obviously Clear Lake and the Delta. But we'll see if that happens or not. That's a big wish at this point.
0: Yeah, that's kind of uh, a little up in the air right now. It seems the western. The Western League seem to be in a bit of, uh, well, outside of Billy's and One Bass, a little bit of turmoil. It's
2: it's just crazy out there because it's a lot to ask from anglers to go to, right? When when most of the guys, ninety five percent of them or more, live east of Texas or Texas East, and you got California. That when I first moved to Alabama, the my my grandpa when he lived out there, I talked to him all the time, and the gas prices and California would be a dollar, dollar maybe eighty cents to a dollar more a gallon, and now they're two dollars more a gallon. Like there's no reason. So the cost of expenses right there, you're talking an extra four hundred dollars probably on a guy to go out there for a tournament for truck and fuel. And there's just still not that money, much money to be made, you know. But we can put on a great show. So there's that.
0: You won't just like flash that new little rig that you got right there to your left up just for like two seconds. Hey,
2: put it this way. I'm not even going to text it to you after we get off the phone.
0: Oh, that's cold-hearted.
2: I am not showing you, dude. I that's like, I'm
0: sure Matt Steffens, if it involves a nail weight, Matt Steffens probably done a video on it already over the past three years.
2: Yeah, he probably, he probably has. <laughs> I might talk to you about it on the phone, but I'm not sending you a picture.
0: Okay, Uh, before I let you go, I talk about the package. Anything new... On the social medias, on YouTube, anything that the listeners, viewers need to be on the lookout for under the uh, Justin Lucas brand?
2: No, nah, I would say nothing yet. You know, I'm, I got some things in the works, but it's hard, man. It's a beast keeping up with social media.
0: You don't want a podcast? You want to your own podcast?
2: I don't want to. I don't want to. Po- it's a lot of work, dude. I give you a lot of credit. I know. I know you got it. Uh, I know you have your hands full and I, I wouldn't be able to handle it with fishing and family and everything. So I'm just trying to find my little niche, man. And, and trying to go my path and see where that takes us. So, yeah.
0: All right. Anything else you want to get in here?
2: No, man, I'm good. I appreciate you having me on.
0: All right. Thanks, Justin.
2: All right. We'll see you guys later. All right. See ya.
0: All right. That is Justin Lucas, uh, refreshingly positive justin lucas like i said there's a million different directions that you can go with that interview you could go down the pure fishing route you could go down the team deal route the major league fishing route but uh the dude is genuinely positive i talked to him a lot uh off record too and just like he is on air that's the same positivity uh that he brings off air and he says he's not working on anything specific I i would on the lookout for his channel. I think he's about to come out with some really cool stuff. So, all right, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, talk about what we have going on for the rest of the week as we close out, clothe out? As we close out uh, the month of November. BTL on a Monday. We'll be back right after this.
3: The great thing about the new Sensation Soft Plastics from Big Bite Baits, heavily scented, super soft, buoyant, comes in seven great new shapes. I've got a couple of them of my signature series, the Cliffhanger Worm, and the ram-tailed craw, great for a flipping jig, football jig, swim jig, all that. Several other great shapes. Really excited about it, we've worked over the last year. Catches fish all over the country, and I think it's gonna catch fish for people everywhere you try it. The Spro Little John Crankbait has been around for almost 15 years, and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat, so you can never have enough new colors. That's why is coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out white look, but it's got this pearlescent, really, really pretty. We've got Copper Shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got. The Matte Sexy Shad, just a really different looking color for a crankbait. So you want to give them a little different look, that Matte Sexy Shad is definitely the one to go with. All these colors are available in the original Little John and the MD. Having confidence in your tackle while on the water is one of the main things to success, in my opinion. In the last couple of years with Denali, I've had just that. From anything from spinning rods, casting rods, tungsten products, even now to casting and spinning reels, I have the confidence to go out there and get the job done and know that all my equipment is gonna handle it and do it just the way I want it. The thing about Denali is you've got great quality products at a great price point, so make sure you check them out.
0: Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronics setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting BeatdownOutdoors.com. All right, welcome back. Wrapping things up uh, today. Working on the schedule for the rest of the week. Uncle Frank will be back on uh, Thursday. And then next week, we have a uh, we have a great show. We have on the 4th, we have Pete Glusick from Bass University who's going to jump on. And then on Wednesday the 6th, you guys have been asking for it. I'm going to jump out on the water tomorrow, probably Wednesday, and see if the crappie are biting. It's about that time. But on the 6th, Zeke Anderson... Uh, who's probably one of the top five. I'll say it. He's probably one of the top 10 crappie guys in the country. He's taught a lot of guys who are crappy experts. A lot of what they know, whether he gets credit for it or not is a different story. But Zeke is going to be in on the sixth to talk about, uh, bass guys who want to get into the Magnum crappie game. Uh, this winter, big shout out to, uh, Pate. Like I said, pro guide batteries, a uh, big supporter of BTL. I think that I will be There it is. Look. Proguide Batteries on their website proguidebatteries.com 10% discount code capital BTL. I don't believe that works on any of the sale prices, but if there's any uh any other batteries that you want to get, lead acids, AGMs, uh anything at regular price, use that code capital BTL at proguidebatteries.com. And other than that, I think that's all we got for today. I said big shout out to Pate and Justin. We've also got some big stuff coming with uh, with St. Jude in the next couple of weeks. Get Gretchen off. I think she, she actually took like a week off, which is the first time I think she's ever done that. But we'll be back with that with some announcements with BTL and St. Jude. Same place, same time, tomorrow morning. We'll talk to everyone later. See ya.